Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. We're recognizing farms and homesteads that have been in the family for more than 100 or 150 years. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report. One farm being recognized is the Houston Valley Farm. The farm is located northwest of New Glarus in Greene County. Dale Houston shares the history of their century farm. Can you tell me how your farm was acquired? Okay, back in uh, 1923, my grandparents were looking for a farm to purchase. And my grandfather had grown up in Houston Valley. And his mother said, well, the farm where you grew up on has been in another name for a while, another family for a while, but I think it's for sale, you should buy that farm. So my grandparents bought that farm, and uh, that was back when uh, horses pulled the plow, and there was no milking machines or electric lights. Uh, And as an aside, my grandmother lived till she was 93, and she says, I live from the time where horses pulled wagons until I saw a man in the moon. So that was quite a change for her. So my parents, grandparents started in 1923. They had nine children. They raised eight to adulthood. My father was the second oldest child. And in 1945, he and my mother got married. And so my grandparents, this was about the time they were switching from horses and milking cows by hand to milking machines and tractors. And it was a good time for my grandfather to say, yeah, I'm not making that switch. So my parents started farming there. And they uh, had six children, all boys. And 14 years later, in 1959, my father passed in a tragic uh, farm accident. He got tangled up in a self-unloading wagon. And so my mother, who was 31 at the time, was left with six boys aged 4 to 14. And she decided to keep the farm to try to keep her boys out of trouble by moving to town. So she kept the farm, and she had a lot of help from her brother, who lived a couple of miles, maybe only a mile over the hills, and he helped a lot with the cropping. She initially sold all the cows because she didn't think the 14-year-old was quite ready to milk all those cows. But we kept the young stock back, and uh, she gradually started milking those heifers as they came due. And we built the herd up to probably half of what my father was milking. So he passed in 1959. Ten years later... I was 10 at the time when he passed. Ten years later, I was in college, and uh, she came and picked me up from college one day and said my second oldest brother, who was supposed to be the farmer, decided he didn't want to farm. And she said, I'm going to sell it because none of the younger, I was a third of six. None of your younger brothers have any interest in farming, so I'm going to sell it to my niece and her husband. And I said, well, let me think about it for the weekend. (laughs) I was in uh, the UW in engineering at the time, nuclear engineering, and decided 
you know, maybe I didn't want to be in a nuclear sub or a reactor for the rest of my life. So Sunday night, she was going to take me back to college. And I said, I'm not going. I'm going to stay here and farm. And she said, no, you're going to finish the semester. <laughs> so I did. And in January, I went full-time farming. And uh, a few months later, married my high school sweetheart. Tell people she got engaged to a prospective nuclear engineer and ended up married a dairy farmer. The other funny part about that is I was probably the only one of the six boys who didn't take any ag in high school because I wasn't going to farm. That was the furthest thing from my mind. So my wife and I went farming and uh, had three children. A few years into farming, I decided I probably didn't want to milk cows the rest of my life. So I started taking correspondence courses and uh, continued to milk cows because I had to have an income to support my family. And my wife helped a whole lot. And so uh, I took correspondence courses for a few years. And then uh, to finish up, I drove back and forth to Madison to finish up my teaching degree and continued to milk cows with a lot of help from my wife, Beth and graduated and took a teaching job uh, in Belleville, which was about 10 miles away, and raised dairy heifers. I'd buy calves, raise them for two years, and sell them as springers. Did that for a number of years until my wife passed. She had breast cancer and and died. And uh, at that point, I decided I need to spend more time with my children and, and found out how much work My wife actually did on the farm. (laughs) So I sold the heifers and uh, put the land in a conservation reserve program for a number of years until my neighbor decided he needed more farmland. Then I rented the cropland to him. So today, I still live on the farm and I bale a few bales for some horses. I have a horse and I board a few more. And the cropland is rented to my neighbor, who has uh, a dairy farm and probably milks between three and 400 cows. And uh, my three children are grown. One lives in North Carolina, one lives in Austin, Texas. They don't like the cold, so I don't think they're coming back in the winter. And uh, my oldest daughter lives in Madison. As far as uh, the future of the farm, tell people they're going to have to carry me out of their feet first. So... Until I'm gone, it'll stay in the family, and my three kids seem to think it's going to stay in the family even after that. What they'll do with it, I guess, is up to them, but they're pretty committed to keeping it for a while anyway. Two points I would like to make is that despite not taking an ag class in high school, he was Young Farmer of the Year, outstanding young farmer. And then also, you, when you were taking correspondence courses for teaching you're supposed to read a book or something and give a book report, right? And you went up and asked the professor, you're like, I don't, what did you say? I had to take a reading class to graduate in teaching. And so the teacher said, well, you're going to have to read something. And I said, I don't read. She says, well, you must read something. I said, well, I read Hordes of Dairyman. And she kind of rolled her eyes like, what is this guy doing here? And so she said, well, you got to have some other interests. And I said, well, okay, World War II. So introduced me to QB7, I think it was, or something. It was a book about a prisoner war camp in 
World War II. She just didn't understand you didn't have time to read a whole book. So you're just reading the magazines that pertained to agriculture so you could run your farm. Well, yeah, I was trying to figure out how to dairy farm since I didn't take it in high school. <laughs> what is the name of your farm and where is it located? Uh, it's located uh, six miles northwest of New Glarus, Houston Valley Farm. What does it mean to you to be recognized as a century farm? I feel real fortunate that I was the family was able to hang on to this farm for 100 years, so it, it means a lot to me. Uh, initially, I was just going to send in for the certificate, and then Corey says, no, no, we gotta, we got to be there to be recognized. So I'm glad we came down. Is there anything else you would like to share? And we brought the next generation, which is Nicole. Hi, I'm Nicole Fry. <laughs> I'm Dale's granddaughter, and I didn't grow up full-time on the farm, but I have a lot of really happy childhood memories out there, and I love the place. As does his grandson, Spencer, who's at work right now. Spencer and Corey, the last few years, have helped me with these small bales that we make for the horse, horse hay. And so I've gotten kind of out of the loop and stacking bales on a wagon. It'll all come back to me, I guess, when they're not around. He still outworks us all. The Houston family shares the story of a family farm in Greene County. The Century and Sesquicentennial Farm Program originated as part of Wisconsin's Centennial Celebration in 1948. Each year, about 100 properties are honored. You can listen to some of these stories at MidwestFarmReport.com. These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compere Financial. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.